The sun is down and the stars are out. All aboard the sweetness train, everybody. It's the Lollygaggers Podcast. In this episode, Justin watches Shadow Hunters and tests out different eyeliner, while Jeff watches an Adam Sandler movie that is suspiciously like every other Adam Sandler movie. Both Lollygaggers then break down the newest Predator movie titled The Predator and end with the Gentleman's Challenge. All right, welcome to episode 25. 25. 25. We can rent cars now without... Actually, I don't even know that's true. Whether you can rent a car. I think it's like insurance stuff now, right? Is it insurance stuff? Is that the I thing? Think you lose, uh, I think we're going to lose a little bit of a premium. That's all, right. all it is. I think it goes down for us. I think we're, I think we're okay there. I think it gets cheaper for us from this point, um, especially since we're guys, right? Oh, well, by the way, this is the Lolly Gaggers podcast. I, we, we, I, we forgot that part. Lolly Gaggers podcast show about all sorts of different geek things from comics to games, movies to TV, etc. I am I am Jeff. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the other host, Justin. How's it going, man? It's been a while uh, since we talked. I know. We don't we don't talk. We, we literally say that. I went back and started coding uh, some of our old episodes, and I'm pretty sure that was the most common first line that you said to me at the start of the episode. Because we never talked to each other in between things. I don't play my World heart. of Warcraft and Rainbow Six Siege. What do you want from me, man? What do you want? It's a busy life. Someone's got to do it, you know? It's got to be somebody that does this. Plus, I got all sorts of, like, uh, I got all sorts of prep I got to do for this thing. You know, someone's got to make sure this thing's organized, right? Someone's got to do it. It's so, not going to be me. It's not going to be me at all. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is sort of a, a kind of a milestone for us. Um, I think when we we first got started... We uh, we we took bets on how long the show would go. Um, I don't think anyone that we know of thought it was going to go more than three. Uh, so the fact that we got to twenty five is in itself uh, somewhat remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Who's stupid now? All right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, I mean, it's Saturday night, and we're talking to each other um, online, sort of doing stuff. So I'm starting. It's either this or or going to bed. So. Mm-hmm. I'll right. Either this or watching college late night college football. So I guess it's okay. All right. So uh, for episode 25, we were thinking about doing something a little bit different. So normally what we do with these episodes, we, we spend the first, you know, 20 to 35 minutes or so just talking about stuff that we've done for the past week since Justin and I usually don't uh, get to get too many, too many, too many things in like gaming wise during the week anymore. Because of our busy schedules, uh, but this time around, we wanted to look back at uh, the, the things that we've already covered. Because I think one of the things that happens with a lot of podcasts, because I listen to quite a few board game podcasts, and one of the things that happens is like you know a, a new board game will be introduced and they'll talk about it, and then no one will ever talk about it again. You know, and it's just like you play the game, have like have you continued playing the game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so what we wanted to do is we wanted to take some time here in this opening segment and kind of look back. At some of the comics some of the movies, some of the TV shows and board games and stuff that we've introduced and, and just sort of like ask the question, like, are we, you know, are we still reading them? Are we still watching them? Like, what do we think about them now, months later uh, or weeks later, episodes later? Uh, and to see, you know, have our opinions on those things changed? Have they evolved? Some of these TV shows that we only watched one or two episodes of, have we finished the season? Have we finished the series? Uh, something like that. So. What I think we're going to do for the first 20 or 30 minutes here uh, before we do our normal breakdown and our normal challenge is we're going to we're going to go through and sort of itemize and look at some of the things that we talked about. 
Um, so when the show started, we had an idea of doing like a three or four segment show. And the first segment was just sort of open. Like, what did we do? Like, what have we done? What we, like, so we kind of tasked each other with coming up with one thing we played or watched that week, one thing we learned that week, you know, something like that. Um, and so we usually end up with each of us having like two or three things that we want to talk about. Uh, so I figure what we'll start off is just sort of looking and just kind of go in order. Let's look at like some of the things that we've looked at uh, so far. And so for me, I started going through over the past day or two and actually doing like this really long like data entry list of all the different games and all the different TV shows that we've watched uh, from episodes, episode one through episode you know 24. And I started looking at what are the TV shows that I sort of introduced and that I've only watched like one a couple episodes of and like what am I still what am I still watching what have I finished and so the most notable uh, shows for me that I talked about in this segment throughout the actual podcast was the Alienist which was from episode one and strangely enough I just did a little update on them an episode or so ago um, and also uh, the Terror which I talked about again I think that was episode two even and these are both uh, shows that. When I first started watching them, um, I had positive reactions to, I think, more so to the terror than the alienist. The alienist was still good, but the terror was a little bit uh, more in kind of the, that fantastical element, which is what I like. Whereas the alienist was a little bit more, um, it was more period. It was, a, they're both period pieces, but the alienist didn't have that sort of fantastical element that the terror had. So the alienist, I already mentioned it briefly last episode. So I'll just say here that. It's coming back for a second season and they're doing a completely uh, separate story, but with the same cast uh, based on the same, you know, on a different book by the same author, Caleb Carr. Uh, and I will be watching it. So I'll say that first 10 episodes are really good. A little bit of a slow burn, but uh, it really kicks up towards the end. Characters get kind of interesting um, uh, here and there. And there's some surprising twists and turns, but not too many. I feel like it's a slow burn, but eventually it's not like any sort of shocking re revelation. Um, with the terror... Uh, also coming back for a second season, and I will be watching, but the interesting thing with the terror is that they're completely changing it. So the, the first season of the terror was focusing on uh, the the Arctic, right? It was it was the idea that um, these two ships were, were, you know, were kind of just exploring the Arctic, trying to find like the, the Northwest Passages, and they get lost, and they not get lost, but they get they get stuck on the ice, and they have to endure several years there. And um, and then they're also like hunted by this this weird monster, like kind of polar bear-like. And uh, I loved it. Watched the whole episode. Watched the whole thing. It, it went crazy uh, at the end. Like cannibalism started kicking up, obviously. Um, but the other interesting note is that it is coming back for a second season in an AMC. But instead of being um, the same cast in the same era, it's actually from the last I read, it was going to focus on um, a World War II era setting in a, inside of a, like, I think it was a Japanese internment camp. Um, but it was still going to be called the Terror because the the idea, like the theme of terror like psychological terror slow burn stuff uh was gonna it was gonna stay the same it was just going to be uh kind of in a different setting so i really like it. it's kind of got that anth anthology feel to it um and i'm i really enjoy the fact that these stories are given beginning middles and, and most importantly ends um so it's not necessarily having cliffhangers from one season to the next uh, so that's my first set justin you got any you want to uh, that you want to look back on i'd say the probably the one that that i probably kept up with the most and was most pleased with well, was Krypton. Um, I'm pretty sure it was something that was an early thing. I don't think that was a Krypton channel. was first episode. You mentioned it. And at that yeah. time, I hadn't watched it. Um, but I ended up having watched the whole season. I think I, fin I finished the first season before you did, <laughs> which was really Yeah, funny. so I still haven't finished it. But I'm, it's the one I've probably gotten the most through. 
I really enjoy it. Um, I think it's pretty well done. Uh, I think the special effects are really good. What they do with like Brainiac and stuff is fantastic. Um, I think the characters are solid enough not to be annoyed by them. And everyone is super handsome and super good looking, but like it doesn't bother me too much. Um, but I'd say it's probably the most uh, the most followed I have for my TV shows I've watched. How how far along do you think you got in it? Like how many episodes? I think like, I'm probably about halfway through the first season. Okay, because there's like ten episodes, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not. I don't have a lot to catch up on, but I mm-hmm. know that like the 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 special effects, I I just I just really like it. Um, yep. Other than that, like when it comes to TV shows, like I was super disappointed with Jessica Jones. That hasn't changed. Because of that, I am really hesitant to watch Iron Fist because I just... I, I actually have heard relatively positive reviews of second season of Iron Fist. Um, I know He's got, he's got his like, weird mask and stuff, which makes me kind of happy as a comic book nerd, but I haven't, right. I haven't decided to get in there yet. Alice Eve, Alice Eve plays the villain of season two, um, Typhoid, uh, Typhoid Mary. So yeah, Typhoid um, Mary is a daredevil character, which is interesting. pretty interested. I'm actually, I'm actually, I want to know if I could possibly just go and skip right to season two, or do I really have to? Probably you can. Like, you, <laughs> you, they're really not that. Like, if did you watch Defenders at all? I did. I watched all of Defenders. So yeah. if you watch Defenders, you're set. I don't think he has a little bit of a cameo in Luke Cage, but there's nothing that really. It's I've watched cool. the first season of Luke Cage, but I haven't. Um, has there, Second there some... season's way better, and okay, uh, I, I still need to finish that too. But that's another one that we watched in the past that I enjoy. Uh, Luke Cage as well. I think uh, it's a very, very good show. It's much better than the first season, um, especially acting wise. I think the guy who plays Luke Cage has gotten a lot better over the couple years or so. Um, but uh, yeah, I have to finish that, and then I have to finish up Iron. F- I guess I'll start Iron Fish. It's just Jessica Jones was so bad. It was just such a depression factory. I just didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say it's bad. It's just more in the sense of like it is. It's dark, you know, and it's like it, it hits you. And to me, sometimes I feel like it's like too weighty. You know, it's just like it's like a yeah. Sometimes you just want to watch superheroes be superheroes. You know. Yeah, that's okay. But I think that I mean that's what they're going for with that show. Like they want to make it serious. They want to show like the idea. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like P- PTSD and like a superhero and and how that uh, that functions, but. So I think they're getting what they want out of it. I just don't know if it's necessarily what I would want out of it. You know what I mean? Same with like the Punisher. The Punisher was was good, but oh boy, it was horrifying towards the end. It's it gets real rough, real rough. Um, he's very violent. He doesn't like people a lot. Um, right. And what he does to kind of like finish off the last character is one of the most horrific things I've seen on a TV show on Netflix. Just because this is the sound that's involved, and everything. I was like, "Oh God!" So I, I think that they're good. It's just maybe I'm just becoming soft in my old age, and I just don't want to be grossed out so much. So, anyways, that's all my TV stuff. That's all I can really think of for that. I have one more TV thing I'll mention really briefly before we move to a different thing. Um, so I, I mentioned at one point uh, the TV show Reverie, which was sort of a summer NBC show. Um, also re-airing their stuff on Hulu. Um, and it uh, it had Sarah Shahai, who was from Person of Interest. Um, and and it also had uh, Dennis Haysbert of Pedro Guerrero fame from, from Major League and, you know, the All-State guy and the president from 24 and whatnot. Um, and it was a little bit like, uh, it had a little bit of like inception quality to it slash like Westworld because they were kind of going into people's dreams. 
I tried to watch it. Um, I think I got maybe five episodes in and there were some interesting twists and turns, but I honestly, it just never quite hooked me. Like, so I don't know if I'm going to go back to it yet. Like I have no idea if it's got a season two yet. So, uh, but at this point, like it just, something about it, it just never quite had the hook. Like it, it was interesting, but overall it felt a little too, too bright and friendly at times for some reason. Like I actually wanted that one to be slightly darker. So then like I'm, I'm looking back, like I didn't really talk about too many video games because uh, I don't really play a ton anymore. I don't really have time. Um, but one of the games I did uh, actually talk about. So I'll talk about a couple. Um, so I talked about Friday the 13th Killer Puzzle was this little app I started playing on Steam for free, which was uh, actually really fun. I played it a disturbing amount. It was uh, a significant amount, in fact, which is just a little puzzle game where you're kind of moving uh, Jason around uh, different you know, grids and trying to murder various camp counselors and other settings as well. It's not just a camp. They go to different places. Like, I think there's like a prison setting. There's like a cruise ship setting. There's like an ice setting, et cetera. Um, and with October coming around Halloween, I kind of I'm kind of feeling the itch to go back, but I have put a fairly significant amount of time into it. So uh, I still recommend it for for a free app game um, that really honestly, like I never, you know, I never felt pressured to to buy stuff with it. Like I actually thought it was really good. So I got a lot uh, of play out of something that was free. Um, another there are other two. There were two big games that I talked about on the show. Um, one was Pillars of Eternity 2. Um, and I put about 30 hours into Pillars of Eternity 2, but then I went out of town and I lost touch with it um, because I was helping my sister out. And when I came back, like I felt a little, you know, like, it's like one of those things when you play these long role playing games and then you kind of go try to get back into it and you sort of forget where you were. Um, that's kind of where I was with Pillars of Eternity 2. I loved every second of it that I played, by the way. Like it was amazing. Um, so I want to re- I, I think I'm trying to decide now, do I just want to restart? Or do I do I want to continue uh, with what I was doing? So, but Pillars of Eternity Two, I still think is amazing, and I think most people think it's it's amazing. So, uh, the other big game I played was Detroit: Being Human, which is the only PlayStation game I talked about. I think, um, and I'll be honest, like I put like five hours into it, talked a little bit about my early impressions, and I never went back and played. It. So that one uh, is sort of a sense of shame for me. Like I, uh, oops, uh, I just never did. I kind of forgot about it. I forgot I had it. It happens a lot for me with PlayStation games because I usually use PlayStation for like watching Netflix or TV and not really for playing games anymore. So I kind of forgot I had it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. I probably I probably should because I did enjoy the other games by uh, by the same production company. So I might give it a try. So what about you? Well, one of the ones that I, I really was hot about was God of War. Um, and I had beaten it right. pretty quickly. I, I got through it pretty quick. Um, and then there's a lot of post storyline stuff you can do. And I hadn't gotten into that. But then I had football camp. And during football camp, the coaches encouraged that I bring in my uh, video game system so the boys can play some like Injustice and stuff like that. And when I was bored, I decided to play some God of War. And I did a lot of the side quests. They're very good. The The game has a lot of post storyline play. There's a lot of uh, challenges. There's quasi, uh, I guess, Dark Soul style fights you have to do throughout it. Um, towards the end, there's these Valkyrie fights that you have to kind of beat these Valkyries in their high level difficulty. There's a lot of uh, hidden uh, objectives, hidden bosses, hidden uh, little quests. There's one I saw, I didn't know they existed, where you had to go around and release dragons, lighting dragons, and they're all pretty cool. Um, and like when you do all these things, you get different rewards, and you can take those rewards and turn them in for different armor and stuff like that. And it was, it's almost like I was playing a completely different game. 
you know, I was, I'm playing, I played the storyline. The storyline was phenomenal. And then now I'm playing this extra game and it's kind of like collecting stuff, but like quests going by, they're all really good and they're really engaging and fun. So I, I really still am 100% behind God of War. I think it's fantastic. I can't wait for them to start developing a sequel. Um, looking back to uh, Outlast. Um, I finished that eventually. Uh, I, I watched you play that on your stream. It sometime. was. Uh, You're bad at that game. Yeah, I'm not a good. I, I found one thing. Looking back on it, one thing I can f- think about Outlast is a lot of the the things can be avoided if you just sprint. So I feel like if you're a speedrunner in that game, you can probably get through it real easy. Um, it's not terribly difficult because even if people catch you, if you just outrun them towards the next little scenario that happens, because usually like in each little area, there's like a cinematic at the end of it or something. If you can just sprint towards that cinematic, if you know where it's at, the game's probably really simple. And I, I got through it, but it's still stuck in my brain as one of the most horrific endings I've ever seen in a video game ever. You do witness a birth. It was, uh, it's, that it's sounds, nice that sounds it. great. You're witnessing a birth. That's life. No, it's, it's amazing. It's not, it's it's not that beautiful. No, it was not beautiful. No, it's not. It was pretty horrific. Right. Um, so I'm thinking of that. And then most recently I talked about last week, I'm still on the super high of Spider-Man. Uh, the Spider-Man game is phenomenal uh it's basically just it's 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 batman with spider-man but like there's just so much more stuff you can do there's you know you can fly around the city and do, do different collectibles but there's different little challenges and just like batman but you know the re, the rewards you get are like suits and powers and stuff like that not just like collect these question marks just to get question marks like you actually get rewards for them which i enjoy so uh, i've been slowly chugging through that because i i'm at like 25 percent but I think I've only completed like 15% of the story. I just keep on doing all these little extra side missions. I love dropping in on thugs and stopping from breaking into like jewelry shops and stuff like that. Like, and then when you go, they go into jewelry shops, it's like really cool perspective. It's almost like kind of like a dollhouse type of thing. It's actually pretty cool. So, um, and there's like the, the, the combat's just so neat. You can do like so many different things like web bombs and different types of effects you can do shock people. So I, I have really been enjoying the game. So, I can't uh, talk about that one enough. So that's it for my video games. Is there mm-hmm. anything else we got to talk about? Well, I want to talk. Okay, so two. Th- well, first of all, I, I talk about a lot about Kickstarter on uh, on the show, and I would say like of all the Kickstarters I ended up backing, which were most of the ones that I talked about, uh, none have actually delivered yet. So a couple that I'm really looking forward to are like Life Forum, and uh, like that I think is probably like the top of my list in terms of the ones I'm most excited about. Um, but I'm also looking forward to like other ones like uh, like Monikers has a new deck, which is a really fun party game that we've played before. Um, I'm really looking forward to Crisis at Steamfall, but they haven't delivered yet, which is pretty common. Like Kickstarters are usually anywhere from like six years or six months to like a year, year and a half or so for delivering. So the ones I ended up backing haven't really come in, so I can't really do a, a full true follow up on them. Um, but there were a couple comics I talked about. Now, comics really were never... You know, until the podcast, I, I honestly, you know, I don't read a ton, but I read them here and there. And so uh, I actually started trying to read some. And there were two that I just I voluntarily went out and did. And then there was one that kind of was provided to us. Uh, so the two that I went out and and collected myself because I was just genuinely interested was Gideon Falls, which I've talked about numerous times. Love it. Uh, highly recommend it and cannot wait till next month when they start the story uh, on the, the kind of the second volume. But the other was Aliens Dust to Dust. Um, and because I love Aliens, I love the, the whole series. I love Predator 2, which we'll talk about later. But 
honestly, I'm a little disappointed in Aliens Dust to Dust because I feel like it's a it's it's just there's just not enough. Um, like there's a very long interval between when the issues are coming out, uh, much longer than Gideon Falls, it seems. And the amount that the story has moved forward in the issues when they did come out, because only two have come out since the beginning of the show. Uh, and I'm a little disappointed in it and not so much the story. Like the story is interesting and the, and the art's interesting. It's just sort of frustrating, like to, to, to experience the comic this way. So, um, I'm not sure if uh, I would get into that type of, you know, that type of comic again, if it's going to be like these long intervals, I would probably want to check how long between each issue. So that was a little disappointing. And then, um, Vengeance Nevada, which is a comic that, uh, that we, we, we both looked at, um, hasn't got a second issue and which is sort of interesting i wonder if it will ever get a second issue i hope it does because like we were we were a little hesitant on it because we liked some bits and pieces about it but we also felt like there was a lot going on and so much to unpack that it was almost a little difficult to unpack it and i was always hoping that issue two might come around and help us unpack some of it or volume two or whatever um he ends up calling it so still hoping vengeance nevada gets a second uh gets a second drop on comicsology uh so that we can see some of what was going on that kind of unravel into a way that we can kind of follow some sort of storyline there. It could be interesting. So what about you? Um, I still say that uh, Batman 50 is the worst. Um, yeah. Just look, looking back on it, it. Yeah. Looking back on it. It's just, I don't understand. It's terrible. Um, it's real bad. So I'm just really confused about why editorial thought this would be a good idea to further the character or whatever it's just so dumb um other stuff i think that god country is still probably one of my favorite graphic novels of all time right now and i still cool. am super upset that i didn't get donny case to sign my copy of it because i'm a big dumb and dumb dumb head and i didn't bring it into the comic uh, convention like i should have um so I'm, I'm super super behind god country i think it's fantastic also i really really enjoyed spencer long that was uh uh recommended to me by a friend of mine uh it's a great psychosis style buddy cop drama and i was really really into the shifting of the art and the uh the storyline um i still highly suggest that it's a smaller comic uh the, the people try and read it it's a really really interesting read so spencer lock was also really, really good so i guess that's all for my comic book stuff all right, let's take a look at the breakdowns we've done. So we've done 25 breakdowns, uh, if you're counting this week's uh, Predator, which actually technically we haven't done yet. So we've done 24. Um, and so what I've done is I've broken them down. So I got two, we got two questions or two, sort of two categories. Um, one of them are TV shows because we do eight TV shows and then we did a bunch of movies. So I figure let's go through these TV shows one by one. And I just, I just want to tell me, I want you to tell me if you're, con have you continued watching it? Like, and do you plan to? So um, I'm just going to go in order. The first, so the first TV show we broke down was Lost in Space on Netflix, the new version of Lost in Space. Did you ever finish episode or finish the first season, the first 10 episodes? It, I, I guess it didn't hook me enough. I didn't. I, I, I don't know. I just wasn't. You're a liar, like sir, because you said you were going to watch the end of it. I know. Uh, I was going just, to, but. You're just I, a big dumb dummy. And I keep seeing the stuff on Netflix. And I'm like, eh, there's something else. I'll watch something else. So I, I didn't continue that one. Just mm. whatever. I did. Uh, I watched all the way to episode 10. Uh, I'm looking forward to season two, if and when it comes out. Um, I will say that the problems I had with it continue to exist for me, which is not that. And, and it's not a problem that I think they're ever going to address. It's just it's a little 
it's a little hokey at times and a little, you know, which I think is, is bound to be the case considering what Lost in Space is because it's more of like a family space adventure. And then I actually felt that I think who is it? Parker Posey. Is that her name? I think um, yeah, yeah, yeah. she her character, I always felt like was, was sort of they didn't quite figure her out too much. But overall, I like Lost in Space. Um, I don't think it's like an A show, but to me, it's certainly like a B show. And it looks amazing. It's gorgeous. It, it's gorgeous to watch. All right. So the next one that we covered was uh, The Rain, which was a uh, kind of a subtitle. I think it was, was it German. Might have been German. I can't remember. But that was episode eight. Um, we watched two episodes of it. I think we were both hoping it was going to be a new dark because we both love the the German Netflix TV show uh, Dark. Uh, but did you continue watching The Rain? Do you remember that one? After we had our conversation, I sat down, I thought about it. And I kind of went into like what I liked about it, what I disliked about it. And after that conversation, I was like, you know what? It's you're, I don't think it's worth watching anymore. I just don't think it's worth my time. Wow. It just seemed like another normal type of we're surviving type of thing. I don't know. It just wasn't. I'm getting beyond the whole post-apocalyptic stuff, I guess. So Mm. I didn't finish that one at all. I watched, I think, up to episode four or five. So I watched two or three more episodes after it um, with intentions to continue watching it. uh, But other stuff came on that I wanted to watch more. So I'm not, I've not yet ruled out coming back and watching the rest of it. I did think it actually got a little better in episodes three and four and and, and five. I, I actually kind of liked a little bit of what was going on, um, but uh, no, I didn't finish it yet, but I have watched a couple more episodes at least. All right. Episode 13, just now we're into one that, Oh, you better have watched more of this uh, cloak and dagger. Cloak and Dagger. I am saving this for after football season. I'm going to finish it. It's ridiculous. I want to get down. This is a. This Mm. is the only freeform show that I'm willing to continue watching. And I want to get my wife into it as well. Because we'll talk about it later. But uh, this this is the only freeform show I think I've ever kind of enjoyed. And I want to finish it. I just, I don't have the time right now. Way to spoil. I'll get to it. Way to spoil the the gentleman's challenge this week, God, man! Because you have a freeform show on whatever. Anyway, yeah, I have yeah, not, yeah. I have not watched uh, any Cloak and Dagger, and I have no intention to. Um, it was okay, it was fine, it was better than <laughs> I thought it was going to be, but at the same time, it wasn't good enough that I really felt the urge to go back and any, watch any more of it. Uh, what about Glow episode fifteen? We watched season love it. two. I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. It's Did you watch it all? Did you finish season I didn't two? Finish, I didn't finish it just yet, but I. I what have I, you been doing? Oh, that's right, Battle for Azeroth. I totally forgot. Battle for Azeroth. Yeah. Uh, I've been uh, mm-hmm. coaching football, watching. I think it's film. more Battle for Azeroth, Rainbow Six Siege, and then the rest of the time, I think you just been on the can. I think that's what. It's been. Yeah, mostly dumps. Mostly like hard dumps, <laughs> like really okay. angry, hot ones. So yeah. That's the problem. Uh, so, yeah. We we watched all of it, uh, all of season two within about. I love two days. it. I think it's great. Yeah, I, I love it's it's. it's Allison Bree's character five favorite shows and right now. the other whoever the blonde woman is, I don't know her actual name. Uh, uh, the, I think they're fantastic. Uh, oh, you're talking about the uh, like the oh Liberty Bell. Liberty Bell. Thank you. That's what I was trying. I can remember. I yeah. think they're both fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think they play really, really well with each other, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's just such a good show too. And I like the mostly female ensemble cast i think it's fantastic and i love how they make you think that maybe the camera guy is super creepy because he's got that creepy mustache and hair but he seems like a kind of a nice guy so he's kind of a nice guy 
I loved I loved how episode I loved absolutely love how season two ended. I thought it was amazing on so many respects, uh, especially the storyline for the producer whose name I totally forget right now. But uh, his storyline that's going on, like kind of in the shadows in the back is so interesting. Um, and then I loved where it ended. Like it was sort of like kind of a bittersweet end, but it was good things and bad things. I loved it. That was, that was fantastic. All right. Uh, Castle Rock, episode 19. We watched this one. I have continued. Haven't finished nice. it because I don't think there's enough. Look at you. I don't think they finished it, have they? Uh, um, I think th- this week is the, the finale. It's, no, it's real creepy. Week, I think this past week was the finale. It's real creepy and I enjoy it. I think Bill Skarsgård does a great job uh, being creepy Satan man, I guess. Um, and uh, I think it's a really interesting storyline. Um, a lot of weird stuff happens. And I also love, because I am somewhat of a fan of Stephen King, I also love seeing the little Easter eggs here and there. I'm like, oh, I know what that is. I know what that is. So I, I kind of like that little stuff too. It, ma- it makes the uh, Stephen King fan of me a little bit extra happy. But I enjoy I enjoy sure. Castle Rock quite a bit. Uh, I have also continued with it. Uh, I have not watched weekly. Um, I, I, I don't really like watching weekly. So I was just kind of letting the episodes pile up. But we are on episode five. Um, so we have watched more of it. I enjoy it. Um, I was waiting. I want. I kind of wanted the season to finish and so that I could just kind of marathon the rest of it out. Uh, but really, really interesting. Uh, I love uh, the little weird forest meeting he had with this random deaf guy and how he went into a, like a he went into this truck and this like there's all sorts of I think there's like all like parallel universe stuff going on now. It's sort of really interesting. Uh, all right. Disenchanted episode 22. Just uh, just review this. The new, haven't, new haven't macaroni got, one. Haven't gotten into it too much. Haven't watched it. Yeah, that's I just haven't had a chance. It's a good comedy and I want to finish it. I just haven't had a chance to finish it. Uh, I finished it, but I had it finished. I think when we we did the review, or at least I was. Oh, I think we were episode okay. eight. I think I have two more. I think I had two more episodes at the time, but we have finished it, and I loved the way it ended. Oh my god, the season, the way it ended at the season, like holy crap, like cliffhanger. Hello, like it, it got really interesting at the very end, the last last episode or two. Um, the overarching story kind of kicked in. It wasn't just like an episodic thing. There's there's some some storylines that got uh, got explored further. So really got. Uh, I thought it picked up at the end. Uh, the Innocence episode twenty three. We're getting to some recent ones. Nope, not in that one at all. Did I finished really it. Like it too much. I finished it before we even did the review, so uh, I was a fan of it. I don't know what's going to happen to it, but uh, if it's going to get a second season or not, but definitely a fan. And then Jack Ryan, we just did this last week. Have you watched any more episodes since last? No, time? you you talked me out of it. What? See now I feel. Uh, so... I feel like we've gone through every single list and every single time it's Justin saying, "Nope, didn't do this." Like even though I well, John John Krasinski real dreamy, and I love him. But like, you should watch it. I think you should watch it. You you didn't know you've never watched those types of things before, and you were enjoying yeah. it. So don't let me ruin it. I still finished it. Like I watched the whole thing, and I'm gonna watch season two. So I just I had high hopes for it, and it didn't quite. I, it wasn't that I was mad at it. I was just disappointed. Is really all it was, and that's kind of worst. All right, so we're not gonna go through every single movie that we broke down, but I, how about this, Justin? Just give me what's of all the movies that we've looked at, and it's somewhere in the neighborhood of seventeen, I think, sixteen or seventeen. Uh, what of the breakdown movies? What did you like the best, and what did you like the worst? So, so let's start with just give me your best, and then I'll give you my best, and then we'll we'll trade off. Well, I'd say my favorite. It's there's come some close ones, so I'll say. I th- it has to be Avengers Infinity War because I just I've watched it multiple times and I have it at the home and I kind of want to watch it again. And every time I see little stuff about it on the internet, 
it just grabs me a little bit more about certain details of the movie. I think it's just really, really well done. I think through the audacity of creating the scope of that film and then how successful it was and how uh, well done it was create how well it was created. I, I, it's hard for me to, to like any other movie more. And for me being such a giant Marvel fanboy, I, this is definitely a Homer call, but I'd say that, that that's probably my favorite. All right. I had a very difficult time isolating my, my best and I, I have to kind of cop out and do a tie. So I'm going to do a tie between A Quiet Place, which was episode three, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, episode 16. Uh, I actually nice. really enjoyed that movie, and I liked it a lot better than Avengers Avengers Affinity War because my – not that I didn't like Avengers Affinity War, but like my problem with it is that uh, everything's going to be undone in the next one, as pretty much anyone can figure out. And so all of the, the stuff that we experience is going to be completely undercut by the next one. So like I just feel like it was all just sort of like they were playing a game. Whereas I thought Ant-Man and the Wasp had a really good story, and it – built characters and i thought it was funny and i thought it had some good action sequences and good villains that actually had good reasons behind why they were doing the things they were doing everything we kind of talk about um when we're looking for like a good villain like i felt they had it so i was really really very pleasantly surprised with that ant-man and the wasp and that actually might be my favorite of the separate um avengers movies uh, at this point those th that storyline and I, obviously i would love to do an honorable mention for ice pirates which i think is that's a, mine too that's yeah, mine I mean, too it, it certainly had the best love scene of any oh yes by far right. and i still just absolutely love the final action sequence <laughs> oh, I, yeah, so it good. sticks exactly. in my brain it's fantastic the awesome. giant white afro is amazing so okay how, how, about, <laughs> how about the worst uh how about the worst movie which one did you like the uh, least? It is easily the Titan. The Titan is just garbage. Yeah. Is, to me, that is our yeah. benchmark for terrible movie for, in my eyes. Right. I knew you were going to say that, so I didn't pick the Titan because I figured you'd cover it and I would just do a different one because I didn't want to, you know, to like, but I mean, honestly, I do. I agree. I think that is the worst movie, but I'm going to say Tao. I didn't like that one very much. Um, yeah, it wasn't great, but the Titan's just a fart. I do. I the, the one thing you say about the Titan is that for two thirds of the movie, it was it was actually quite good, and then it was just like whatever. But no, the last third is just so bad that it is just it right. overshadows how any goodness right. could have come out of the first two. And then uh, I would say honorable mention uh, is worse, uh, obviously for Cabin Boy, which uh, which was just uh, oh yeah, absolutely of terrible. right. All right, and then uh, let's move over to challenges. Let's go through some of these. Uh, so. Of all the challenges that you've had, because sometimes we give each other challenges that are terrible, and sometimes we give each other challenges that we just kind of like want to share something that might be cool, you might like. So let's start with the positive and work our way elsewhere. So is there anything that I have challenged you to do, or maybe that you challenged me to do and just surprisingly stumbled on it yourself, that you have continued like watching or playing in any way? Anything that had, had some sort of lasting impact? I really like the escape room. That was a very, very fun. It's one of our first things that we nice. did. And you did a couple of these. You did yeah, a couple. Of, I, so I like the talking about exit the game yeah. and unlock. Those are the two series. You haven't done yeah. one in a while, but like for the first four or five episodes, I was like, okay, Justin, you got to play something else. You can't keep talking about these. Every I time. enjoyed it a lot. Like it was but fun. Yeah, it was fun I'm glad. My wife and me and my wife would do yeah. it together. And we were just like, like, oh, what's the next thing? I enjoy that light a lot. Um, nice. I'd never really sit down, sat down and watched They Live. So They Live was fantastic to be a part of, uh, to really really happy, examine that film here yeah um yeah. welcome to night Vale is probably my honor honorable mention um because it's just such a weird quirky thing i never knew something like that would exist and i love it a lot and it's a thing where right. you just kind of pick up and listen to whatever episode you want and it's fine yeah you don't have to start an episode where yeah. you can go anywhere you want 
Train of Busan is probably my favorite out of all. Seven. Oh yeah, I remember that. So, you really enjoyed that movie. I, re- I really still like available on Netflix. Very very good yeah. zombie movie. Yeah. And then I uh, I challenged uh, Future Man. I thought that was fantastic too. So I think some of the stuff in Future Man, even though it's just really nice. terrible toilet humor, it's good toilet humor. So. I uh, that is one of my that is definitely one of my honorable mentions as well. Um, I I just got the challenge a couple of weeks ago. It was that episode twenty three? I think. Um, but I really enjoy the first two episodes, and it's on my Hulu list, and I have every intention of watching more of it. So maybe if we hit the, if we hit fifty, uh, I might talk a little bit more about Future Man. But I really enjoyed it. For me, uh, there's two very clear winners. Um, one of them came from episode one, uh, just like your Escape Room one. I had Slay the Spire. Uh, you challenged me to play this sort of online. It was an online game. It's an online card game. It's a mixture of of kind of kind of deck building slash roguelike dungeon crawler, but where you're ascending a spire. Uh, fantastic game. I put a ton of hours into this game. Um, uh, in the time in which I played, when I first started playing it, there were only two characters that you can play. Now there's a third. I played it in beta, then I played some more of it. Um, I haven't played it in about a month, but I played it pretty much nightly uh, ever since the very first episode. I would probably, I would, I would, I would do the daily challenges um, every day, probably for a good five, six straight weeks or so. And then I just started doing it maybe a couple times per week, but fantastic game, highly recommended. And it's super cheap. It's like uh, under 20 bucks, I think. So definitely recommend it. The other one that clearly stands out to me is kiss me first, uh, which was really, really surprising. Really? I really like that show. Uh, it's on Netflix. I think it was originally like a, a channel four show from, from, from uh, UK. But uh, it's the title. I still don't understand the title, uh, but the show is really <laughs> interesting. It's basically, I mean, it's World of Warcraft, sort of, and and sort of exploring the connections of these different people who meet through it. And like the sinister work of this one, I don't want to say, I want to give it away. I don't want to spoil it because I, I think a lot of the mystery works on it. But I'll say that the, the, the first season does end on a bit of a cliffhanger. Um, so I'm really hoping it gets to season two. There's no news yet that I I, I looked before we recorded tonight. And I couldn't find anything. Um, but Kiss Me First, I really enjoyed that show. I, uh, it was very interesting. And my expectations going in were kind of low. And I was incredibly pleasantly surprised. Um, all right. So how about the most painful challenges? I'd say anything that's freeform is probably the worst. Stop um. spoiling our future segments in this episode, Justin. I'm sorry, but spoilers. Uh, it's freeform's garbage, and it's meant for garbage Good people. Garbage. I can't take it. It's what's wrong with garbage people? They do <laughs> a, val- a valuable social service that most people don't want to do. Um, other than that, like I'd say, Kroll was awful. Um, now you're just being hurtful because that's just a bad movie. Because I still can't go over the fact of like the 10 minute mountain climbing scene where nothing happens other than he's just climbing a mountain mm-hmm. and there's really no climax to it. And also probably one of the more horrific deaths I've ever seen in an old movie where that poor Cyclops just crushed to death in just a awful way. Um, that movie's dumb. And I'd say that those are probably the worst, but if it's got free form right. on it, I hate it. You found the perfect channel that I absolutely hate. <laughs> it's complete garbage. Okay. So right. uh, guess which one do you think I might've picked? Just guess. Uh, the one where the guy died on camera. No, I figured that's where you would go. Uh, that I, No, I actually got through the two episodes just fine. The most painful challenge you gave me was a show called The Sniffer. 
This yeah. one, <laughs> I hated every second of the one episode of that show that I watched. Um, I could not bring myself. I, just, I love how they would. I hated it. How he, how his mind works. It's just like, oh, oh, this guy had he, he had some type of nicotine patch. Obviously, I can smell it. It's just probably some of the dumbest things I've ever seen. In a TV show. That was yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Any uh, any honorable mentions? Anything that stood out? Like any anything you have a thought on about any of the other ones that you've been challenged to do? Good or bad? Doesn't matter. All right. So I have to say one more honorable mention that I'm going to continue when I have some more time on the off season. And I know you enjoy this. It's wrecked. Um, I really want to get through it. Yeah. Just, um, I watch it weekly. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I think Taika Waititi has some uh, uh, influence in this as well. You might have some type of like producer credit or uh, directing credit or something too. So I, I need to finish that because I'd say out of all the challenges, um, that's probably one of the most pleasing ones that I've ever had to do. It's just like, it's just so funny and stupid. And anything that has nice. uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy, the, the super, super uh, Reese uh, Darby. Yeah. Reese Darby. And it has Reese Darby in it. It's just fantastic. Cause I love Reese Darby. So. It's my it's my honorable mention. My favorite challenge overall uh, was Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, maybe there's a recency bias there because it was just last episode, but I really enjoyed the movie. It's it's really close between that and Slay the Spire, honestly. So it's like the first one and the most recent. Uh, I would say surprisingly, Death Race 2050 was was like stupid fun. Uh, so I kind of enjoyed that. Godzilla Planet of Monsters has a part two up now on Netflix, and so I'm actually tempted to watch. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking of challenging you to that, but I didn't I'm do it tempted to watch it. And then I remember Mythica. Remember Mythica? Yeah, <laughs> I've really thought about watching the others. Like they Why still do that. Why? Well, I heard that Matt Mercer from Critical Role, which I watched, was in them, uh, but I haven't watched them yet. And I don't know. They're kind of. They're kind of. It was kind of fun, but also bad. I don't know. It's weird. All right. And finally, Justin. Final question before we move on to our breakdown for the week. Do you have a goal? for the 50th episode. Cause one of the things that when Justin and I started the, uh, the podcast, we, one of the reasons we did it is we just want to keep in touch with what we were doing, but other things was like, are there goals? And one of the goals I had was I wanted to start reading more comics, which I think I have, but I probably could do better. Um, and one of the other goals I was trying to, I wanted to try to introduce Justin and his wife to some board games uh, that they could play themselves. And I, we kind of did that early on, but I think we've moved a little bit away from it. I tried to give you some, some video game board games, like with our mellow and anti-hero and stuff. Um, so do you have a goal that we can look back on in episode 50 and see whether or not you accomplished it in the next 25 episodes? I think my goal should be to finish things. That should be my goal. Uh, starting with finish. Bastion, because you still haven't completed yes. that challenge when I said you need to let's, finish Bastion. Let's set my goal for episode 50 to be finish TV shows that I enjoy. Right. Um, and right. games and stuff. Uh, stop playing Rainbow Six Siege. and Well, Let's, let's not be too rash. Never mind. I think you let's should start over. Cut down. Cut I think for you edit should. right here. Cut for right here because I want to. Nope. I don't want to say nope. that. Nope. No. Nope. No. We're gonna leave that in. I think you uh, should. I think you should spend. I think your goal should be to spend four hours less per week on playing video games that you can play and contribute those four hours towards things you could do for the podcast, like finishing stuff and playing yeah, board games now. with your wife and things like that. That's what I think you should do. Gross. But hey, if you want to do, you know, whatever, that's fine. How about you? You got any goals? 
Uh, yeah, I and I kind of already started to do it in most recent episodes. Um, one of the things I kind of lost touch with was talking about games that I played and I got into the habit of doing I did a lot of I know I, I keep in touch with a lot of board game news. So I did a lot of Kickstarters and things like that. But I want to make sure that I have at least one new board game and one new comic every two episodes. So every two episodes between those two episodes, I want to have at least one new board game that I've played and one new comic that I've played and not just make it just be, I just don't want us to just be a, a news aggregator where we're just getting information from other places. I want us to actually contribute some of our own personal experiences from the games that we played and stuff like that. And so I want to make sure that I'm talking about one board game and one comic every two weeks that I have read personally and that I've played as well. So that's, that's my goal. I'm gonna try to keep that ratio up. That All sounds right? good. All yeah. right, buddy. So that was a bit of, it's been a fun first 24 episodes, technically 27 since we have three practice ones, but we don't talk about those. Uh, and honestly, if I was, if I was talking about honorable mentions, Riverdale, of course, would be the best oh challenge. God. But <sighs> fortunately, that was a practice episode. It doesn't really count. Anywho, we've talked very long. Uh, let's move on to our breakdown. I think you want to do this. Is there anything else you want to, anything else you want to talk about? You good? You got any more? No, I'm cool, man. Let's just break yeah. some stuff down. Let's do it. It's the movie. Breakdown. The Predator is a 2018 science fiction movie directed by Shane Black, and it stars quite a few recognizable faces. Uh, Olivia Munn as Dr. Casey Brackett, Sterling K. Brown as the government G-man agent Traeger, and Boyd Holdbrook, I don't necessarily consider that person a recognizable face, as the leading military man, Quinn McKenna, leader, that is, eventually anyway, of a ragtag and plucky group of castaway soldiers as they do battle with the titular Predator. I'm sorry, THE Predator. The movie begins with some sweet predator-on-predator predator space action, resulting in one of their ships crashing to Earth during a, a special operation led by McKenna. Traeger and his G-men try to recover the Predator in the Predator ship, while McKenna merely tries to get away with some form of alien evidence so it doesn't look like he's crazy. Eventually, McKenna, Traeger, and Munn's Dr. Brackett find themselves in a special facility with a captured Predator and a bus filled with loony military folk. Naturally, the Predator escapes. A few different factions begin to form as they start to hunt this Predator and reasons why behind it. And more aliens come to play and provide probably what was unnecessary exposition, yada, yada, yada. There's plenty of explosive set pieces, classic arm and shoulder guns that you've seen in other Predator movies. There's eviscerations galore. Uh, and even there's uh, puppy Predators, which is a nice touch. Uh, so join us as we break down the newest film in the long line of Predator cinema. Uh, we'll try not to spoil too much, but if we do get too close to such territory, we'll give you a warning. Anyway, Justin, what did you think of the Predator? I gave it a C minus. That's what I gave. What? I'm leaving. Um, I there. There's parts of it that I liked. It is funny. Um, Shane Black writes a really good script. Um, it's he has a really really funny script of 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 good character interactions, and um, I think that there's a lot of good positives with it, but certain parts drive me insane. Um, right. the, there's some references to the old one. Um, sure. That I think are so forced that it's supposed to be tongue in cheek and stupid, but could you provide an example of such, a uh, when they see a load of motorcycles and they say, guys, get to the choppers. Um, 
that that was really... just like a good direction like hey there's a yeah job. i mean we should we should real you know, bad should, and yeah, when olivia sees the predator for the first olivia? time olivia says olivia you're on first we're friends basis? we're best okay. buddies right. i used to watch her on g4 i, I was about to ask that i'm like did yeah. you used to watch her on attack of the yeah. show yeah okay so uh when she sees the predator for the first time she says you're one beautiful mother effer that's what that's her thing which is a reference to when arnold says you're one ugly mother you know that's what he does so that to me is i think low-hanging fruit and not very well done i think um, you're low-hanging fruit and not very yeah well i'm done. old i probably have some low-hanging fruit anyways so uh here's my problem with it i think uh, I, I tried to separate myself from the first one because the first one to me is one of my favorite movies of all time the there's schwarzenegger so many, one right yes okay. there's so many great things in that film that make it so great between the uh opening scene where he's like um uh dylan you son of a bitch and they like do the whole hand clasp thing it's all muscly and great like to the the breakdown of what people were expecting from the film like the beginning of the movie they spend all their budget when they use the same like uh group as the a-team to do all this big action sequences and all this stuff and then it slowly just kind of grinds down to a simple one guy versus one other guy beating the hell out of each other in the jungle right that's what it all just comes down to in the end it, it, there's there's lots of dialogue there's lots of exposition at the beginning of the movie there's lots of just big meaty guys doing crazy stuff and then it just comes down to one guy and another guy beating each other up which i think is a really cool deconstruction of the entire movie this movie is not as i think special in any way and it's hard for me not to separate the two i tried so hard when i'm watching this movie and i'm like this doesn't even hold a a, a candle to to the right. predator nope nope to predator Sorry. this is the predator it's my very bad, important bad. that you use the article yeah and there seems to be this thing lately in movies where it's not so much just like Let's reference old stuff, but let's just let's just re recycle things and not just make it recycled, but let's make it let's make it bigger. You know, it's not just a predator, it's a mega predator. It's not right. just it's right. not just a, a terminator, it's a mega terminator. You know, everything's gotta be sure. cranked Upgraded. up just a little more. And it's just like yeah. why? Like if what made the original one so good is because it was so simple. Um a, a simple idea of just uh, uh, a game hunter hunting its prey and also some things i don't like about this movie is they kind of mess with the lore of what of what the original one was and the original one when the predator was going around killing people when it was just hunting for for just the hell of it it would hang people up by its feet and like eviscerate them and skin them and stuff right but when billy sure. decides to challenge it and billy goes one-on-one -on -one with it and he loses ultimately the 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 predator respects that because he's it's it's a challenge it's you know he's trying to say that you're not just a normal prey you are one of these you're one of the elite few that i will take one-on-one -on -one. and that's when he removes his spine and his head and that he uses his head as a trophy and stuff like that so it's almost like a sign of respect they kind of retcon that in this movie and i don't really like that at all so now it's not so much about like you know the best of the best challenge the best of the best in the in the universe now it's more like you know research based and eugenics and stuff like that so it's just like i don't really like that little retcon um olivia munn's character was pointless um i think she was i like i olivia munn. disagree 
Uh, I thought she was one of the better characters, but you can continue. Go ahead. I just think that she didn't. She wasn't really needed. I enjoyed her character. And I like. She her. was an evolutionary biologist, Justin. Yeah. She was there to say that sure. they were getting like she was there to explain why they had human DNA. Right? She is the source of exposition. That's all she is. It's her only it, point. Well, she's not the only source. There's some other sources. About ninety percent. Yeah, her, her and the main villain. Though. Yeah. Okay. Um. The reference, the the R rating. I feel like I get why it's an R rating, why they want to have the R rating, but I think it gets to the point where it's like it's R rating, so screw it. Let's just do, let's be as vile as possible for pointless reasons. Let's not just kill guys. Let's rip all their arms off and rip their faces off and slice heads off and, and cut people in half and blow off uh, one of the main one of the main uh, ragtag group guys' arm. Just because it kind of references to when Carl Weathers got his arm blown off, right. and too. Yeah, and kept firing because Carl yeah. was a badass. Yeah. So it's just like I thought some of the violence was just stupid and unneeded. Everything that happened in the Predator was for a point. Um, and you know, he's trying. You know, when Carl Weathers gets his arm blown off, he's disarming him. He didn't just walk up behind him and blow his arm off just because. You know, when. Uh, when every person was killed in that film, it was for a specific reason, specific way, because he was hunting them to, to break them down. This is just like, I'm going to kill everybody for every reason. I, for no reason at all. It's just stupid. And like the, one of the main stories lines of the movie is that he, not to get too spoilery, trying to be as vague as possible. There was supposed to be a drop off of information, right? So if, if we're trying to work together, why are we murdering so many, so many, if we're trying to help, and we, and we know we're endangered. That is a plot hole that I have a hard time getting over. And it kind of annoys me. So, it so was... why, why Sterling K. Brown's faction and the faction of all the, like the loony military guys, why the two of them were con- like conflicted? Is that what you mean? No, I mean, why was it, and spoilers for the next 10 seconds, hit the skip button real quick. Why is it that if the predator is trying to give the humans information to stop predators, is he murdering so many of them? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't the thing is, though, they did capture him, strap him to a table, and do experiments on sure, him. Sure, sure. So he was kind of angry, I think. So, plus, so, yeah. they were standing in his way. You know, there's that. There's just a few things that make it real dumb. And the final thing I'd have to say is the last 20 seconds of this movie are the dumbest thing I've ever seen in this in a movie like this in my entire sure, life. Sure. Also, I, that is a fairly important uh, plot hole, too, I think. I'm like, if, if such I, technology existed, why didn't you use it earlier? But yes, hey, whatever. That's just me. I cannot believe that that is how they ended this film. It is almost so terrible. It's almost, I couldn't believe that it was in this movie. It's it's so bad and stupid, and it ruined the rest of it for me. So like maybe I was at like a B, but just that knocked it straight. Like that's when someone like screwed up the vocabulary at the end of the test. You know what I mean? They just absolutely got every question wrong at the end. It's just that was alarmingly terrible. So that's my impressions. What'd you feel about it? Well, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Oh yeah, uh, I thought it was yeah. really well done. I I appreciate definite articles, so I like the fact that they added the predator. I also like that there is the running joke over 
whether or not Predator was a was a proper name moniker for it, which which we all know that technically, uh, linguistically, is probably inaccurate because of what Predator actually is. But, I know. love linguistic uh -huh. jokes. Well, as a as a as an English faculty uh, college, uh, I I did appreciate it. Like that is that's. I'm sorry if you can't take my career choices seriously, Justin. I uh, wish that I there appreciate were more the fact that you jokes. like to draw triangles. Okay, you should appreciate the fact that I like definite articles. That's all I'm saying. Uh, no, this movie was bad, uh, but in a good way. Like to me, I actually found it fun. Um, I don't think it was particularly great. Uh, I don't. Th I I totally agree with what you're talking about with the original Predator. Uh, movie with uh, Schwarzenegger um, but at the same time I'll say that since that first one I don't really think there's been like great Predator movies like there's really just the the first one even the Danny Glover number sequel. two is good I yeah, like number nah, two. Yeah, it's okay like it was over the top and ridiculous um, which I think this also was over the top and ridiculous and because of all like the the LA you know street crime like the war the, the gang war stuff that was going on Bill Paxton's character and whatnot so um, I mean, I thought that one was kind of silly. And then like when, like where, where was the dry ice in this Predator's uh, spaceship? Because I remember when Danny Glover's character crawled upon the, 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 the Predator spaceship in, uh, in number two. And there was, uh, there was dry ice like everywhere. Like there was just it was a, an escape vehicle, fog. so he didn't I have time to pack it on. That's why. I just was very confused. Um, and I was like, oh, so that's what the bottom of the floors look like. Um, I thought the movie was very funny, and I think it what salvaged the movie for me was that it was a movie that had a lot of, I thought, charming, interesting characters that were colorful and fun. Um, I felt like this is a movie that kind of tied Predator and like the A team together. It was a bunch of weird, wacky, loony people, and like they're trying to do these crazy things and that you know, kind of patching together a story along the way. So I took solace or I took my enjoyment out of the interactions between the people on the bus, like the the crazy bus, right? That's that's the stuff that I found funny. And so I'm talking about like Keegan-Michael Key's character of Coil. Um, I thought he was really, really funny. Thomas Jane with Baxley and they're kind of back and forth. Like, you know, Alfie Allen as Lynch was good. Um, so there were quite a few people that I thought like that was kind of fun. Now, in terms of the overarching story, yeah, I agree. It's stupid. Like I miss when I don't want to know anymore about the predator like i don't want to know where they where they're from i don't want to know what they're doing all i want to know is oh crap there's a predator they're hunting these people and there you go i said to my wife when we were leaving the movie theater like if if you just decided when you were if you were like hey i want to make a predator movie like here's your plot a bunch of people who kind of semi know how to fight go to a place and there's a predator there whoops and then what happens is the story like you don't need to give me like the fancy behind the scenes government official stuff, which I think is silly and overdone. You don't got to give me uh, the factions that uh, among like the predator race and what they're doing. I don't need to know about that either. You can make the predator bigger. That's fine. You can make the predator stronger. That's fine. I have no problem with that. I think that makes sense. I think that's how sequels have always been since the beginning of sequels. Whenever you have a sequel to a movie, you always make it more dangerous. You always up the body count. It's just what you do because what you had before, you don't want to run back the exact same thing. You want to do some sort, you want to raise the ante, make it a little bit more dangerous. And I get that. And that's totally fine. But for me, I just feel like stop trying to make this into like some weird, like intergalactic space race type of uh, storyline here. I don't need to know the politics. I really don't want to know the politics of the Predator. I really don't want to know anything about that. 
That's what and, was so great about the yeah. first one. Like the first one, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know nearly nothing about what's going and that's on. It's just one of the reasons why the predator is so yeah. kind of terrifying. It's just like this is just a dude, this crazy freaking thing that's coming around, and it's just really good at killing people. Like, and these guys, and it comes down to, hey, he murdered our friends. It can bleed. Let's try and kill it. Right. Right. It's right. like we're supposed to be the best. Right. Let's try and beat it. Let's try and kill it. And that's right. all the story is. That that's it. <laughs> like, I 100% like, agree. And I think and like I honestly feel like we've seen them try to do more with, you know, the Predator line since then with the AVPs and stuff like that where they've tried to make the Predator kind of look like the good guy in the equation. We've also seen like the the like the the tribalistic processes behind it in Predators with uh, with Adrian Brody from several years Which ago. Which I didn't think was very bad, but his nose is distracting. That's all it is. It's just too big. Yeah. Anyhow, um, but this one, I just, I felt like this movie would have been so much better if it just focused on the fact that there was a bus filled with kind of these crazy colorful uh, soldier guys who happened to run into a Predator and now they need to try to fight it. And like to me, if that's the story, like I'm in, and I feel like the, the the movie works really well. When you start layering in all this other stuff, as much as I liked some of Sterling K. Brown's lines, like which were some of them were hilarious, like when he was actually going through and looking at the the corpses and stuff like that. I can't say what he said on air. Yeah, this, this is a, this is a PG podcast, sort of, kind of, whatever. But um, but at the same time, like I felt his character was just sort of weird, just sort of strange, like and. Like people like suddenly suddenly started ordering certain people being killed. I'm like, why? Like, why? Like in the beginning of the movie and like how like uh, uh, McKenna starts acting at the very, very beginning. I'm like, I'm like, why is he acting like this? Why is this so crazy? Why is this going on? So there's a lot of moments where I just felt like, oh, gosh, that's just so unnecessarily tedious and silly. But get back to the purity of there is a big predator. I don't care. You, you want to increase, you want to make new weapons, make new weapons. I'm down. You want to make the predator taller and stronger. I'm cool with that too. I'm totally fine with that, but please try not to do anything more than just make it a story about there is a big, crazy monster dude. Who's really good at what he does. And that's killing people. I don't need the lore. Soldiers. I don't, I don't like I it don't. either. I don't want to know. I don't want to, the, the only, I actually like the predators movie in the sense that I like seeing the other, you know, the other, the other planet and whatnot. That was kind of interesting. Um, but for the most part, like this one, I just, I don't know. just like, just stop. Like I felt like this was the problem with the AVP movies is that they tried so hard to like combine like Wayland Yutani alien stuff with predator and whatnot, that it was like, this is really just for like a fanfic. That's all AVP was. And like, I, I feel like it's kind of steered it away. And it's just like, it doesn't have to be that. Like I like the purity of predators. It was, it was nice. It was like, let's just get a bunch of crazy killers, put them in a jungle and let's fight like and i like the purity of it you know that was nice and i like you know so to me like that's kind of probably my second favorite of the predator movies um and that's a really simple storyline it's just like hey drop these guys right we're in trouble how am i gonna get off that's exactly. it exactly that's, that's it the, and i like the purity of it. it i feel like that's i i just wish that's all these movies were like when you start layering in all the other government conspiracy nonsense it's just like now i feel like i'm watching a movie it's at three o'clock in the afternoon on sci-fi on Sunday. I mean, you know, that, that's kind of what I like. Just stop it. Cause it's just loony. It's just, it's silly. It's just like, I, I don't think it really benefits it whatsoever, but I do think that there are some redeeming qualities to this movie. And I've already mentioned them. I think that the cast overall was pretty solid. I think there were, I think it was a funny movie and 
I Shane felt... Black writes a good script, and he's well. He's got he's... a writing partner, so like we should credit yeah. him. It's Fred Decker, and like there's a couple other credits here. But on I, I, I like the way Shane Black does stuff w- with people. Like the I thought my favorite part about Iron Man three was his dialogue he has in that movie. I think it's great. People don't like Iron Man three because he's not Iron Man very much, but I like Tony Stark as Tony Stark in that movie. I thought it was really interesting. So like he does a lot of really good writing. And not to mention, Shane Black was in the first Predator. He was uh, one of the main guys in the group. So I think that's a really interesting little tie-up between these guys, um, which I think is yeah, really he was, cool. He was, uh, he was Hawkins. Yeah. yeah, which I think is really... He's the one that talks about uh, female anatomy a lot. So uh, I, I think it's really interesting. And I thought he did... It, I thought the stuff that is Shane Black is good, but it just uh, also feels like they're trying to do this stupid, interconnected multiple sequel garbage like they always do and like there's a studio saying okay shane black you make this movie but don't forget you got to put in this this and this that way we can say predator the predator Mm. 2 comes out here the predator 3 comes out here and then we'll have we'll have an alien movie and then we'll interconnect them and do some stupid like intergalactic uh universe just like they do for marvel i think it's maybe but i i don't know i i mean there's never really been good continuity in the predator franchise like there's been uh, quite a lot of time between sequels and a lot of times like there's resets that go on in the other ones and sometimes they reference back to the other ones but i i don't i don't know if i agree with that part and i'm not gonna i i i'm gonna put it on him because he's the director and he's he was he's got the writing credit and so to me like maybe it's a good studio thing i don't know that, that that's that's maybe we're just guessing at this point but all i know is it's that just that he's, last he's the one who's was so was so bad was so bad i can't I can't imagine. That that I really hope that movie. if they do make a sequel, that they don't make a sequel that has anything to do with that. Like, I'm fine if you want to reset again. <laughs> like, let's reset one more time. I just, I keep I, I just I'm like, I never want to see another movie related to this. That's so bad. It looked like something from Power I'll, I'll always watch a Predator movie because I, I have fond memories of it. But I mean, like, no, this was a disappointment in the sense that I don't think it was as good as it could have been. But I also didn't have a whole lot of high expectations because I didn't really think the trailers leading up to it were all that promising. Like they were, you know, they, they showed some interesting moments. But I mean, like, like final thoughts here because we've been going on a while. But final thoughts, like if I were recommending it, I would say wait for it to come out of the theaters. Like don't go to the theaters. I don't really think yeah, don't spend you're getting a whole lot out of it. Like I don't, yeah, I wouldn't go there with that. But, you know, comes on, you know, one of the streaming services, whatever it might get. It's or, entertaining. It's totally fun. It's a good entertaining movie yeah, to me. I, I don't want to spend It's a good, it. silly, fun movie. But just uh, whoever gets in charge of the next predator movie can we just chill on trying to like have the governmental exposition and all sorts that of was we'll say that just... last part was like a, a dream sequence we'll say that right yeah like i like good one line liners and stuff like that like get to the chapa and i i like that kind of stuff um screw you benny uh see you at the party victor you know i like i like my arnold schwarzenegger like quips but I really don't like I felt like that whole last point that last part led up to his his line, you know, that like that's my new suit, Bubba. I'm like, wait, what? Like what kind of like seriously? That's where we're ending on? All right. That's what we're doing. Like maybe there's an after credits? Nope, no after credits. All right. So anyway, um we were frustrated by it. I think I liked it better than Justin, but both of us agree it's probably not one that you should have to rush to go see in the theaters. You know, it's it's probably not that. And now it's time for the gentleman's challenge. So, 
So the Gentleman's Challenge is a segment we do here on the Lollygaggers podcast where Justin and I like to challenge the other to watch a TV show or a movie or play a game that might be a bit outside of our comfort zone. Now, sometimes this results in some positive things, as we talked about earlier in this episode, and sometimes it results in us like hating the other for a good week or so. Uh, to ensure that we did our homework, we come back on the next episode and we quiz each other about it. I should mention that this particular segment is spoiler heavy. So if you uh, if you hear something that you don't want to be spoiled about, it's best to sort of skip forward and, and catch something else. Uh, with that in mind, Justin, uh, it's your turn to start us off. So what was your homework assignment for episode 25? You had me watch uh, Freeform's Shadowhunters, The Mortal Instruments. You're damn right. Okay. I did. And IMD descri- IMDb describes this as after her mother disappears, Clary must venture into the dark world of demon hunting and embrace her new role among the shadow hunters. Um, essentially, the story is Clary's this uh, ridiculously beautiful redhead um, who, uh, it's her birthday, she's turning 18, which I don't think they mentioned that enough in the first episode that she's turning 18. Was she turning 18 or was she turning 17? Jeff, I can't I, remember. I think she was turning Japanese. Okay, right. she was turning Japanese. I really, I really think, think so. I really think so. All right, good. Uh, because that was awful. Um, anyways, I'm, I mean, good writing. Uh, so, so let's, let's continue. Um, uh, so she uh has her birthday party and she goes to a, a, a friend's uh band's uh show, and at the show she encounters a man who no one else can see but her, which is interesting because the uh it, yeah who also he is also incredibly handsome and blonde and has tattoos all over his body um so what happens is there is a group of people called the shadow hunters that are demon hunters they have different runes on their body to help them uh with their different type of abilities they need to do whether it's uh being able to uh you know inv- make themselves invisible to others or different abilities that they need to possess they have these runes on their bodies for that and their job is to go around and hunt the world of demons. Well, they find out that well, pretty much every shadow hunter is knows who they are, and they find out there's this one girl who can see them. So somehow she has the power to see them. So she must be a shadow hunter. So they don't know why she doesn't isn't on their radar. And uh, something happens where her mother gets abducted, and she wants to do the best she can to try and save her mother. A series of hijinks and events happen, causing her to go on a trip with these people where they all dress like they're in the underworld and have too much eyeliner and um, have way too many neck tattoos. Um, and they basically go and start exploring this world involving the inner circle and how like there's this group of people that were shadow hunters that kind of like uh, became exiles and did things they weren't supposed to do led by a man named, I think it was Victor. Is that his name? Uh, I have uh, Valentine. I Valentine. Valentine. It was Valentine. Uh, so Valentine basically is running this organization. You find out very shortly, even though it's quite obvious that Valentine is really, really bad guy, but he's also her father. Um, so like spoilers, they told you like the first episode, like I could tell it right away. It's obvious. Um, so he's part of, he's an evil, super bad guy. And she's got to try and work with the other shadow hunters to stop him from his bad guy stuff. Um, so let's talk about the notes I wrote down while I'm watching this show. Um, the first thing I wrote down right off the bat, holy crap, this is terrible. Like, within, the first, <laughs> within the first two minutes, I was I like, know. 
what the hell is this we are nowhere um, close to the intended audiences for this show it like, is not even close oh my god between terrible green screen and like just everyone's just so beautiful and brooding it's dark dude some uh, people love this show like uh, we'll get to that we'll get to that hold on we'll get to that so uh one of the things to like the 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 uh the club they're going to is called pandemonium but like the the pan and the ammonium goes away so it just says demon i'm like it's just so it's, it's oh god the acting is beyond terrible the guy who does the uh old spice ads he's going to star in the it movie he better get some lessons between this show and that movie because he is just not good I don't know if it's just the writing they gave him is just so stiff or he just wasn't prepared yet because holy crap, it's not good with anybody. Nobody's good at acting in this show at all. Um, everyone uh, excuse wears... me. That's not true. Sorry. Isaiah Mustafa is in it. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Isaiah Mustafa. The, he the is cop. the best. He's Are not good. Me? Are you he what? in the show. Look at me, Justin. It was not the show. Now look at your man. <laughs> now back to me. Now yeah. back at your man. Sadly, oh, old spice guy. He's not me. It's just real bad. Um, everyone, people who are warlocks all wear way too much eyeshadow, and their acting's even worse than those who are not. Um, uh, they call normal people mundanes, which is just the dumbest name ever. Sure. Um, and other than other than Keith. Yeah. Um. Then they like keep on stealing these mundane's blood to try and inject into people. And it's very strange how things react because one guy he injects it into, he just dissolves, right? Another guy he injects it into kind of passes out. And then he puts it into another person and she just falls asleep. So I don't understand what's happening. What is what's the catalyst to make a guy explode? Because that's what happened. Also, during fights, they have very blade-esque fights where they have like these lightsabers. Yes, lightsabers. And when they're cutting people, some of them just explode into uh, fiery ash. Others just kind of like fall over. There's no consistency of what's supposed to happen in the rules of this of the show. It's real dumb. <laughs> okay. um, I just like, what is happening? Um, there's flashbacks within flashbacks, right? The, the show starts off with uh, the people hunting the shapeshifter. Then it says eight hours ago. Then within the eight hours ago flashback, there's one that says 10 years ago. And it's like, what what are you doing where are we going it's it's so bad well i mean um, they clearly labeled them at least yeah sure it's the worst thing you've ever assigned me this is the worst i understand i had you okay. watch a guy die and i'm sorry i am sorry <laughs> it's okay but this okay. show is garbage i would much rather watch yeah, that scene buddy. over and over than ever watch this again when it was yeah. over i was so thrilled now here's what also happened here right let's 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 also talk about what else happened. The extra layer of, of this garbage. Well, first off, uh, before I say that, I have another thing. Why is an acoustic band called Champagne Enema? That doesn't make any sense to me. Why would he name his Why acoustic band it named that? Champagne Enema? I don't get that. That's the last little note I had. That doesn't make I any feel sense. Like that was, I feel like that's fine. I also feel like that might burn a little bit, like in a bad way. Uh, it a lot. Might, they get drunk burn. real quick. It's like, um, uh, it's like probably so, a really good idea. last little bit about this that puts an extra little fold of how much I hate you for this. So I mean bury I'm, I'm watching it this morning, right? And I have to go uh watch the Predator 
uh, at 11.30. That was the plan. So I'll watch this first episode. When I woke up, I decided to sleep in today because I haven't slept in in like two weeks. So I, I watched the episode. And I'm like, I don't have enough time to watch the next one before with Predators. So I'm just going to wait and watch when I get back. Then my wife goes, I just want to watch the next one. I go, no, I don't think it's enough time. It was, it was like 10 o'clock. And I thought the movie was at 11. She goes, no, it's 11.30. You should watch it. And so we put it on. And I started watching the second one. And I, it hit me real real hard. I'm like, wait a minute. Yes. I look over at her. I yes. go, do you like this show? Yes. And she's like, I, I don't know. It's interesting. I just want to know what's happening. And then today she's watched like five or six episodes. Yes. You piece of garbage. Why would you you're do this to me? Chrissy, you're welcome. Why? I just, I just want to say you're welcome. I okay. walked out. I, I, when I was ready today, before I came to, to finish this, to start up this, I walk out and she's got more episodes. I'm like, why are you watching this garbage? And she goes, I'm really just curious about what's going on. Uh-huh. I don't really like it. It's just, it's an interesting story. I want to know what's going yeah. on. I'm like, honey, yeah. I cannot believe you're doing this. It just makes me, oh my God. It's so, it, it's the worst. And it's right up my wife's alley. Oh God, I hate it. It's so yeah. bad. I feel like I, I feel like I won. I feel like I've won the gentleman. I feel like I've lost segment. everything in my life. And we now favorite. have to come up with a new third segment because oh, I, feel like I, I feel like I've won. Like it's not really a challenge anymore at this point because I, I just won. It's so bad. It's, it's, yeah, go ahead. I told you that uh, I tried watching this once um, and I have watched some bad stuff. Before. Like I watched the originals on CW. I watched Riverdale and love it, by the way. I've watched Arrow and some other CW stuff and I've watched a season of beyond and I've watched, you know, other things here and there. And I've watched uh, like three seasons of stitchers from Freeform. I try to watch this because uh, a lot of people like it. I try to watch this because it got a couple seasons. So I'm Why? Like, yeah, I got a couple seasons Why? and then I watched it and um, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anything else. Cause you know, people work hard on it and you know, they try and, and, and it's just, it's just not for us, man. It's just not for us. Um, but I'm glad your wife is enjoying it. It's great. It's wonderful. Uh, ready for your quiz questions? Here we go. I hate you. Question number one. In the flashback within the flashback that you've already mentioned, what was Clary playing with? It was with a frog. She was playing with a frog on a lily pad. <gasps> that is incorrect. She was actually what? playing with a mermaid. She had a mermaid stuffed animal. There was a frog on the lily pad, but she was playing with a mermaid stuffed oh, animal. I thought, I thought that would be a great reference to Siren. Oh, I thought she was just playing with the frog. Um, the frog was there, but it was the mermaid that was her toy that she was playing with. I'm sorry. That's uh, that's incorrect. That's incorrect. You did think of the right scene, though. I'm proud of you. You knew the frog. That's great. I mean, it's not right, but I mean, I'm proud of you. You know, effort. I put in effort, you know? Okay. I know I am. I'm quite proud. Question number two. What happens to humans who are ruined? Humans that are ruined, don't they just die? They talked about anytime anyone touches like a little a, more complicated than that, sir. They basically just like every time they're talking about when a human steps on a rune, they just they go to hell or something like that. Like it's awful stuff. Like they just they disintegrate or something. Um, I'm gonna give of. you one quarter credit. Um, they go crazy normally. Um, they're they're called the Forsaken, so they become part oh, of the Forsaken. Yeah, they- and they die, and it's not necessarily in that order. So I'm going to give you yeah, 0.25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 0.25. Okay. 
so when Jace and Clary in the second episode go into the City of Bones or that crypt or whatever, you know where the people have like their sewed eyes and mouths shut and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool, really original. Yeah, sure. There's a symbol on the ground that Clary says she's drawn before. Um, what is this symbol? It means clairvoyance or something like that. I know, but I want to know what it looks like. That's what I'm asking. Like, what does it actually look like? Isn't it just like a a set of ovaries? Doesn't it? Because she wrote it on the van. I think it's an eye with a circle around it and bones for spokes. Oh, I thought it was the one that she put on the van. I think it's an eye. I think it's an eye. I can't I wrote that. It's crazy. I would be really surprised if it was ovaries. She's just walking around, like, just tagging, just tagging all over Which, the place. Which, by the way, all right, yeah. and I mentioned this to my wife when it happened in the show. He said, oh, this is a uh, this is a light that we can have in the darkness. And I go, and immediately I go to my wife, I go, they stole that from Lord of the Rings. They stole that line from Lord of the Rings. How do you know? Uh, Mortal Instruments. Uh, I mean, do you know if it was precedes J.R.R. Tolkien? Is that what you're saying? Do you know? You don't know. You're just guessing. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely Uh, right. I'm gonna go ahead and not give you credit for that one. Okay. All right. I don't don't care. This this is burning hell. I don't. It might not be an eye, but I don't think it's ovaries. Uh, (laughs) And question number four. It's a very important one. Justin, if we, you and I, were shadow hunters. Okay, and you were tasked with giving us makeovers to better fit the sexy emo aesthetic of this world. What would we look like? What would our new names be? And what would our headquarters be like? All right. So first off, your name would be Quinn because that just works well in this in this uh, universe. I think that works. Quinn um, is a uh, name I used to go by in certain. Yeah, games. I think it works perfectly in this universe, though. I think that works really good. So I'm okay. gonna trim down your beard. You get it tight tight lines right you get tight thin uh, you get pencil thin lines for uh, a ability uh, okay then your hair not teased enough you got to get that that thing higher get it higher tight on the sides along the top get a little fluffed in it more more okay. eyeshadow i know you wear some i need more from you i need more, more from you. seriously yeah i have to have more more Come eyeshadow on. okay uh, is there a particular color uh you know. uh it could be black. I have to all purple. the skin, so keep that in mind. Yeah. Black to purple has got to be what it is. All right, next. Okay. 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 Um, got it. You have one platinum tooth on one canine. All right, that's what you got there as well. Uh, that's what puts platinum you in well. tooth. Yeah, wow. platinum. Not gold. Not- Gold's not good enough. Can't be silver. You could die. That's true. Yeah, you know? that's true. So platinum. All right. Platinum. And then, okay. okay, I like it. I'm thinking corset. All right, with. I also need a uh, uh, some type of mesh shirt with corset and very short leather shorts. Okay? A mesh shirt with a corset seems to be slightly contradictory to one another. No, nope. you go mesh shirt, corset over the mesh shirt. So you're really oh, hacking things up. But what's yourself. the point of having the mesh shirt if you're just going to cover it up? No, because you, you don't look like you got pecs, all right? But I do have pecs. The corset's, corset's going to make them high and tight. All right, then you go short shorts. Okay. All right, real short shorts. Well, and that's that's high, usual. I do that. Anyway. High boots with 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 raised uh, with the platforms. That's what I need. So that's you. Me, okay. <laughs> um, just shoot me in the head. Just do that. Because if I'm in this universe, I'm want to die. This is everything I hate about about TV shows and uh, movies. So please just kill me. So my makeover for myself is put a bullet in my head. So that's what I would say for myself. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go only go ahead and give you half credit. 
Actually, I'm only going to give you quarter credit because uh, you completely uh, copped out with you. I give you an open-ended oh, okay, creative okay. answer, and right. you you didn't do anything with it. You okay, did a very okay. good job of telling me what I would look like and what our new names, what my yeah. new name would be, but you never talked about our headquarters either. So oh, you I didn't really do that. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. Let I'm me, sorry. Well, you put the answer it. in. Let me and... get back to it. I don't need credit, but let, let's get back to it. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Uh, let's headquarters. I, I, I'm bald. Got to cut it all off. Right. Okay. I'm bald. Got right. tattoos going down the top of my head that look like double mohawks. All right. Okay. I also have a tattoo going up from my chest up to my chin. Okay. Kind of like uh, the guy from Disturbed. Right. Now, are these tattoos ovary shaped or? Yes, only okay. ovary shaped. Good. Uh, right. Mutton chops. All right, I got mutton chops. All right, and like a little on your bit face of face or yeah. maybe somewhere else on my lower back as well. <laughs> okay, and okay. a little bit of hair, like a, a ponytail coming out of the bottom of my head. You know what I mean? So it's all bald, like your for neck? ponytail coming out of my head. Yeah, at my neck. That's where you it's have at. A ponytail neck beard. Got it. Ponytail. Yes. Um, only trench coats. Lots of gloves, different gloves all the time. Some have fingers, some have, some don't have fingers. Okay, important that's, that's question. I'm important all about question. different gloves. I have an important question. Yeah. On these trench coats, buttons or zippers? More zippers than are needed, all right? Okay. I want extra zippers, but I, buttons correct answer on was the both. shoulders. Okay, there you go, there you go, you got it. Buttons okay, on the good, shoulders, good. Excellent. right? Excellent. Zippers Excellent. all over the chest, right? You're thinking, what's this for? Is this a pocket? No, it's just a zipper, all right? All right. Finally... Um, lots of silver. Okay. Lots of silver, whether it's my, uh, jacket or pants or my, uh, my, my boots that go all the way up to my knee, you know, like they have really long laces. Right. Um, they're not like, yeah. but they're combat like boots thigh highs but, or something. Yeah. But they're super long laces and then lots of silver. Okay. Um, also have thug life, uh, or I have a uh, shadow life tattooed around my belly button. That'd be the last part. Our hideout, all right, would be it looks like a Chuck E. Cheese, right? It looks like a Chuck E. Cheese. But what it really is is a Dave and Buster's. That's our hideout. Okay. <laughs> through okay. different runes, <laughs> through different runes, people aren't able to see that they're more adult games than childish games. Oh. And that's where, uh, that's where we Okay. Yeah. I think, oh, I don't want to go here. This is where Chuck E. Cheese is where right trash takes their kids, not where I spend too much money. Wow. My children. Wow. Yeah. So wow. it's it looks like a Chuck E. Cheese, but wow. it's a Dave and Buster's. All right. So that's okay. Our All right. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you one point for that All right. answer. That's worth it. That's so worth it. 1.25 is your total, which is pretty good. I think, I think that it's such a good. Description, I don't even care how it went. So all that off the top of my head, too. So just so you know. So. Yeah, yeah. It only took you two tries. Two, two tries. Yeah, just, okay. just Make two sure tries. you pay attention to the questions that I ask. My God. Okay. My turn. Justin assigned me the do-over, which is an Adam Sandler movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. It's an Adam Sandler movie. So, so like you've already seen it. Whatever you think. An Adam Sandler movie is what happens. In it. Pretty much is what happens. Uh, it's directed by Stephen Brill. It's written by Kevin Barnett and Chris Pappas, and it came out in 2016. It's one of Adam Sandler's movies, I think, with Netflix. He had like a series of movies that he was doing. I'm not sure if he's still doing them. Uh, mainly stars Adam Sandler and David Spade, among several other people. 
that you would expect to see in Adam Sandler movies. But Adam, Adam Sandler and David Spade uh, are kind of childhood friends, Max and Charlie, uh, respectively, who reunite at their 25th high school reunion. Um, David Spade's character, who is Charlie, uh, has not made much of his life. He is living in the same house he was living in when he when they knew each other as kids. He's working in the same job, which is in a bank, which is within a grocery store. And he constantly says that he doesn't work at the grocery store, but people constantly come up and ask him where stuff is. So he, he basically works in the grocery store. Uh, he married his high school crush, which doesn't, I, I know that sounds cool, but it's actually not because his high school crush didn't really give a crap about him. And she went and had twins with some other guy. Um, and it was, it was, it was Samwise Gamgee basically. Um, and she doesn't really care about him at all. And she just sort of like glommed onto him because he was just that guy. Um, let's see. So Sandler's Max, uh, he kind of lures or loops spades Charlie into a scheme that involves both faking their deaths. Okay. So they both fake their deaths. Uh, so Adam Sandler um, gets them onto a boat. They go out and they're having fun, et cetera, et cetera. And then he blows up the boat and, but drives them away or, or like uh, brings them away on like a, they got their own little like dinghy boat that they use to get away. Um, and they had bodies that he was using to, that sunk to the ocean or whatever. So he makes it seem like they're faking his death. And he also makes it seem like he's doing this for Charlie's benefit so, the, the, so that they can start over and live their best lives because they haven't been living good lives. And so as the movies, but as the movie progresses, it becomes very clear that Max actually has ulterior motives. Um, they take on different identities, et cetera. We, we do ultimately learn that, that Max has cancer and he was in a cancer treatment program that was helping his cancer significantly and curing his cancer, but the program got shut down by a pharmaceutical firm that didn't want that particular experimental drug to go to market because that would cost them trillions because of chemo, et cetera. Um, so they, uh, that pharmaceutical company killed the doctor, uh, Dr. Ronald P. Fishman and his lover, uh, Butch Ryder. Um, but Max and Charlie take on their identities. Those are the bodies that they, that Max grabbed and used to sort of fake their deaths. And so they end up going to like Puerto Rico and, and then they kind of drive around, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. So as the movie progresses, Charlie slowly catches on to this. Um, they're also chased by nine foot tall hitman gymnast, uh, and they enlist the help of Fishman's widow, who's played by Paula Patton. Uh, there's a bunch of jokes that kind of you'd expect. They're very crude. They're sometimes clever, always zany. Um, there's like the funniest threesome scene. That's got Luis Guzman and Catherine Bell that I've ever seen in the movie. It's super funny. Uh, snake delivery. Oh, so good. Uh, and then there's this, this other really crazy, weird sex scene. that has got Samwise Gamgee again and Natasha Leggero. Uh, also, Nick Swartzen's in it. And he's pretty funny because he he's constantly getting hit by cars, uh, which is pretty fun. Uh, and so that's good. And that, that's probably what should happen to Nick Swartzen, I think. Um, but anyway, there's a happy ending. Um, stuff happens, et cetera, et cetera. Yada, yada, yada. Like you know, fart jokes, sex jokes, etc. So pretty juvenile. Um, overall, what did I think of it? It was fine. Like, I didn't love it. Like, um, I think, I think I'm kind of over my Sandler, you know, Adam Sandler phase. Like when I was younger, I like Adam Sandler movies. I still love Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, mostly Happy Gilmore. Um, I think it was my favorite. Uh, but, and you know, Big Daddy was pretty solid uh, at the time when I watched it. But I don't, you know, they're fine. Like they're the sort of the same shtick he's been doing kind of based, you know, basically the same shtick for a really long time. Um, I think they're funny, like for the most part, like there's a lot of funny jokes, but I also think it's, it's like really crude kind of juvenile type humor. Um, it's usually not like the smartest humor in the world. I think David Spade, strangely enough, actually has comedy that's, that's pretty clever and dry, but it doesn't really come across that much in these movies. Uh, so I think it's more sort of driven with the style that they're doing. Um, there's some cameos along the way that are really nice. Michael Chick looks in it. Um, 
as uh, Catherine Bell's wife, uh, Luis Guzman, I already mentioned, is in it. Um, Dan Patrick from Sports Center and from his radio show, he's in it because they're friends and he, he comes in a lot of their movies. Um, it's got Matt Walsh, who plays Shecky, uh, and he's in a lot of Adam Sandler movies as well. So, um, But overall, like it was good. Um, and there were some funny lines and there were some funny moments. Um, I definitely like the stuff with Adam Sandler and his mother and how like it, she was basically going senile. And so he has like pictures on the, uh, on the, on the refrigerator of like people like to not freak out too and, um, things like that. Um, but it was fine. Like, but it was an Adam Sandler movie. So like, I just don't think you're going to get a whole lot out of it. You're just going to experience it. And then like, you might laugh at it and you might not. So if you're an Adam Sandler fan and you like Adam Sandler movies, you will absolutely enjoy this movie. If you do not like Adam Sandler movies and do not like Adam Sandler comedy, then you will not enjoy this movie. It's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, I don't think there's any grander conversation to be had from it. So did you watch it? Yeah, I watched uh, most of it. It's just me. Like you said, the last good Adam Sandler yep. movie was Big Daddy. They're all pretty much the same. I watched. Yeah, I think so. uh, I'm trying to think of other the, ones I might have seen. Well, I watched the one that was the like the Hateful Eight version. I think it was oh, like, uh, like the Ridiculous Six or something. Yeah, it was like, and that was just it's the same stuff. It's just like it's one of his Netflix movies, I think. Yeah, then this is a Netflix movie too. So it's just like fart joke here, uh, penis yeah. joke here, penis, penis joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just fine. Like, and, then, and don't get me wrong, that stuff can be very funny at times. Yeah, and, yeah. But I like, you know, I've heard those types of jokes a billion times. And, and, you know, sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're not. Like, I think the there was a very, like, kind of elaborate, weird story that was going on in this movie, too, that I don't know. Like, it was okay. Like, the story was okay, but otherwise it wasn't great. There was a pretty nice fight scene um, towards the end. I thought uh, that was kind of fun between Paula Patton and uh, Catherine Hahn. Um, who played Becca, who is Adam Sandler's wife in the movie. So that was pretty cool. Like that little slow motion fight sequence was kind of funny um, to uh, Madonna's I'm crazy for you. Uh, so that was like a funny sequence. But for the most part, it was just sort of eh, whatever. It's what you think it's going to be. Like, I really honestly feel like it's what you think it's going to be. At this point, I feel like everyone has a position on Adam Sandler humor. And if your position is positive, you'll like this movie. If your position's not positive, you're not going to like this movie. So, like, I just don't think there's much to gain from. Apparently, you know. they're the biggest money makers for Netflix right now. Like his, because he had that small deal with them for like six popular. movies. Yeah, and like they're the most popular thing on Netflix apparently. So whatever. I think a lot of people like him. A lot of people like his humor, and that's totally fine. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't hate his humor. Some of his humor is very, very funny. Um, but I also feel like I've seen a lot of them before, and I don't really feel like I'm getting a whole lot new and. I don't really feel like I'm missing anything when I don't watch one of his movies. Um, if I sit down to watch one, fine, I watch one. I don't think it's great, but I also, you know, don't think it's terrible. Like, like it's awful. I just, it's just not, yeah, you know, it's just not my thing anymore. I think there are better comedies out there. I like, I like, you know, there's other humor I, I find a little bit better than this. So, all right. So, you ready for your challenge then? Um, sure. Let's do it. All right. Why did Charlie sleep for 24 hours? Why do you sleep for 24 hours? Why did he sleep for 24 hours? Oh, because, because Adam Sandler uh, roofied him and he put too much in there. That he is right. That is right. Bonus. Him. Bonus on this question. Uh, how much money did he get out of his max credit cards? Uh, like 65000 or 67000 somewhere around there. 62 I'll give it to you. So there you okay. go. You get yourself a one and a half. That's good. Cool. Thanks. Um, next question. What was the name of the 1-800 number that uh, Max was calling while he was enjoying his uh, inflatable friend. So I think this is a trick question because he wasn't actually calling a 1-800 number. He was calling his wife and they were having phone sex. 
But what was the number that he said it was? Oh, like he made something up? Mm, yeah, I don't yeah. remember. All so I remember was number. a blow-up doll. I don't remember the name of it. Sorry. So. It was 1-800. It was, it was Dial-A-Boner is what it was called. Dial-A-Boner. I think there's right, too so. many. I think there's too many digits in that one. Well, well it, he just said one hundred number as a dialogue. Oh no, I totally believe. It. I don't. I just don't remember it. I just. I remember the scene totally, but like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So there you go. Okay. Here's that one. What could Charlie have wrong with him that even his wife wouldn't have noticed? Um, <laughs> it's it's hard to say this, but it's basically like having a stud, uh, in his uh his sausage uh. So he could have a stud. I'll, I'll give it to you. It it's was one of the have, a, have a telephone pole in his penis. Right, right, right. <laughs> he could have a telephone pole in his penis and she wouldn't even know. I was it. trying to be, uh, you know, euphemistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know, this, uh, sticking a fork in his sausage. You know, that kind of thing. All right. What gets you out of anything? What gets you out of anything? Can you give me some context to that? I'm trying to remember. Whether it's like uh, being in trouble with the law or faking your own death, in the end, as long as you have this, you get forgiven for everything. Oh, a cure for cancer. Well, there you go. Yeah, because you sure get yourself yeah. uh, three and a half out of four. That's pretty good. Apart from the course, how we always are. Like I scored yeah. terribly, and you do really, really well. Yeah. So uh, there's yeah, that. Because yeah. um, I got old man brain, too much uh, head injuries from football. So that's what happens. So okay. uh, you know sure. what's going on. Yeah. All right. You ready for yeah. new quizzes? I'm ready. I'm ready okay. for you. What do you got? What do you got for me? I'm going to give you a movie starring a Predator alumni. All right. Uh, Topher Grace called Delirium. It's on Netflix. So you I have seen. I saw that when I was flipping through Netflix earlier. I don't know if I put it on my list or not, but okay. All right. Well, you got to put it on there now. Can't wait there to watch go. a Topher Grace movie. Topher Grace. That's a yeah. phrase no one's Your ever favorite, heard in their entire life. Favorite lives. that no 70s show uh, actor, Topher Grace. I had nothing against Overgrace, but I also don't like to like he's just like I mean the phrase is vanilla, I think it is. Overgrace. So this is this is revenge for a former challenge and is a dish best served cold. I thought you might Uh, get to this. I thought you might get to this first, but you didn't. So I'm kind of excited. A couple weeks ago, Justin, a couple episodes ago, well. More than that, actually, you gave me a gave me a couple couple things. One of the things you asked me to watch early on in our show was the live action adaptation of Full Metal Alchemist on Netflix. So I would like you just to return the favor. I would like you to watch the live action adaptation on Netflix of Bleach. That's a thing. Popular anime. Yeah, it just came out uh, recently, sometime within the past uh, ten days or so. So I thought you might get it. I thought you might grab it first. So that's what oh, I'm going to no. go ahead. Look, man. Look, <laughs> you can do this. It's, totally it's better than Freeform. It's better than Freeform. I thought about giving you Stitchers because there is one more I can do. No, nope. I would have quit. This is a 25. I've been the last one. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been done. Mm-hmm. Can't okay. take it more Freeform. Okay. All right. So we've got uh, Delirium for me. We've got Bleach for you. And then I guess that's it. I guess we're done. Let's... uh. Let's talk the whole bunch today. A whole bunch. We did talk a bunch. It was a special episode. Episode 25. It's the quarter poll. That's what I've been calling it. Uh, Justin, uh, where can they find your, your Twitch channel? They wanted to catch uh, you. Twitch.tv slash Jehufa. 
Um, I no longer use that name because the character that I was has been uh, transferred. But uh, I was doing some Call of Duty uh, Battlegrounds today, and then uh, we had a raid tonight. We got through all the bosses except for one. So now tomorrow... Nobody cares. Tomorrow we're going, and we're going to down Cahoon and move on to Heroic. So cool. So yeah, That's so exciting. I asked a very simple question with a simple answer. I didn't even... Uh, Yeah, that was the answer. answer All right. Uh, Other than that, you can find us up on the internet uh, at lollygaggerco.com, and you can catch me on Twitter usually at lollygaggerco. I'm pretty fairly active on there i got some pictures i'm gonna put up there pretty soon of uh of a very big boss fight we just finished like a major hag coven fight in our dnd campaign so i'm gonna throw some of those up on twitter soon or maybe instagram we should get our instagram thing going uh anywho that's it that's it let's say thank you you ready you ready to say thank you oh yeah i have three i'm warning you i have three so i'll, I'll go one two three and you can do you know i'll go one three five and you go two and four so okay sounds good all right here we go First thank you goes out to Nils Granlund, who's often credited as the inventor of movie trailers. I love movie trailers, especially those that come on theater before a film starts. I just love that part. And I feel like I like them because they're so full of hope and optimism. So thank you, Nils. I want to thank the 35 point rule for making it so I was able to be home by 9.30 on Friday because we got the living crap beat out of us by Seminole High School. So thank you so much for having a running clock that whole second half. So thank you so much. Melancholy thank you to Even Steven's Sandwich Shop in Glendale, Arizona, which closed down recently. My wife and I started to make a habit of grabbing lunch there on Saturday mornings after we would go to a movie for the podcast. So thank you for the Bond Bees and the Cubanos and the really too loud music. Uh, you will be missed, Even Steven. I want to thank Raid RNG for dropping me uh, only one item so far in this raid, and it's an item that I have a better version of already. So thank you so much for making all this time worth it. And finally, thank you to Garbage People. I know my po- my podcast partner here disparaged <laughs> you earlier in the episode, but I appreciate everything you do and recycling people too. Uh, thank you very much.